Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we hear about Canada's farm show opening tomorrow in a virtual format. The Commons Agriculture Committee hears about the importance of cattle to the environment. We have the latest on crops in the Kindersley District of West Central Saskatchewan. Real Agriculture talks about chop steakhouse and sustainable beef. The Canola Council is encouraging farmers to get involved in a plant count program in their field. The Stock Growers Annual Meeting goes today at 1.30, and Richardson announces a new grain elevator west of Swift Current. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Canada's Farm Show opens tomorrow in a virtual format with a wide range of guests from former Premier Brad Wall to Canadian newspaper owner Conrad Black. The two-day event will also feature a President's Panel and former Prime Minister Stephen Harper. The event is free to those who register with Canada's Farm Show. Federal officials are looking at agriculture's contribution to the environment. The Commons Agriculture Committee has been looking at the issue while dealing with legislation around the carbon tax and uh, other issues. A number of speakers have provided input virtually over recent weeks. Speakers have included Dwayne Thompson with the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. Thompson owns and operates a ranch near Kelleher, Saskatchewan. Since the 1970s, we've seen a staggering loss of nearly 75% of native grasslands through land conversion. When the grasslands are lost, so too are the species that depend on the grasslands for their habitat. There are currently over 60 species at risk in Canada's grasslands, species that only exist because of continued beef production on native grasslands. Beef farmers and ranchers work closely with conservation partners on grassland habitat and biodiversity maintenance and enhancement to protect the grassland ecosystem. Cattle grazing and continued presence of livestock on these working landscapes support the conservation of species that depend on native grasslands like greater sage-grouse, burrowing owl, and many songbirds. In North American Bird Conservation Initiative 2019 State of Canada's Bird Report, they note that grassland birds have declined by 57% since 1970 
and emphasize that beneficial grazing on public and private land is critical for the creation and maintenance of grassland bird habitat. As a conservation action, the report recommends supporting sustainable range-fed beef, including beneficial pasture and hay management. Without beef production, these threatened native grasslands are at risk of conversion, and these at-risk species suffer the consequences. We work closely with our conservation partners, including Ducks Unlimited Canada, Nature Conservancy Canada, Birds Canada, and others to promote and deliver the beneficial management conservation solutions on the ground for our producers. Recently, Ducks Unlimited Canada launched their Beef Belongs website, highlighting the critical role beef cattle play in the health and enhancement of grasslands, wetlands, soil, biodiversity in Canada. In their words, raising beef in Canada is good for the environment. Grazing by livestock is essential for the complex native grasslands to flourish. These grasslands left without grazing are essentially lost by natural progression to habitats with lower conversion value, for example, brush and tree encroachment. By generating revenue through sustainable grazing practices, ranchers help ensure native grasslands are not converted to other uses. With respect to climate change, rangeland and wetlands managed by beef producers in Canada are carbon sinks. The Canadian beef industry's greenhouse gas emission account for only 2.4% of Canadian total greenhouse gas emissions and 0.4% of global greenhouse gas emissions. That's Dwayne Thompson with the Canadian Cattlemen's Association speaking recently to the Commons Agriculture Committee about agriculture's contribution to the environment. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca and Co-op Hail Insurance. They've been there for farmers for over 75 years and they'll be there for you. Rain will be welcome midweek following a couple of days of very hot and windy conditions. Saskatchewan Agriculture Crop Extension Specialist, John Ippolito in Kindersley in west-central Saskatchewan says plants adapt to temperatures when they reach the low to mid-30s. What the plants will do is they'll actually react to the growing conditions by closing stomata, uh, which is small pores on the leaves, to limit moisture loss and uh, probably even slow down growth to some degree. That will be somewhat crop dependent. I would say that's the case for most of the crops that we grow here. And when I say most, the one that's probably an exception would be corn. Corn probably does just fine until we get to about 30 degrees Celsius. So so it actually likes the heat. But the rest are going to react by slowing metabolism and taking measures to reduce water loss, essentially, is what the plant will do. Ippolito says Kindersley did receive some rain this past week. It was highly variable. Kindersley got in the neighborhood of about 13 millimeters in the one storm, uh, but I think there was more to the west. And if you went to the east, there was considerably less. So it was highly variable in terms of the amount of moisture we got last week. Ippolito says crops are in relatively good shape. Actually, you know, crop emergence has been reasonably good. You can tell some knoll areas were slower to come, uh, so they haven't filled in quite as much as other parts of the same field. But by and large, the uh, crop emergence has been good, and um, uh, we've had enough showers to make that happen. So weed control has kind of been started last week, I would say. 
John Epolito is the Saskatchewan Agriculture Extension Specialist in Kindersley. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. Joined right now by Stephen Clark. He's the executive chef with Chop Steakhouse. Stephen, how are you? I'm well. Nice to meet you, Sean. Yeah, it's great to meet you as well. So uh, Chop Steakhouse had a big announcement last week around the CRSB program. Uh, what's going on? Yeah, so, so June 10th, we just launched our new menu. And the most exciting part of that menu is our new mass balance certification through the Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Beef. Now, so, yeah, was, sorry, I was just going to say, previously yeah. you were doing just hamburger uh, burgers at the steakhouse, but now we're, we're into some of the meat cuts. This is pretty exciting. Yeah, exactly. Not, not only some of the meat cuts, but all of our beef. So all of the beef on the menu now has uh, sustainable sourcing claim. Now, why, why go down this road? Because there's, you, know, the, you don't have to go this way. Is, it, are you, is, is this something you're hearing from people that are coming through the steakhouse? Like what, what's the reason the push for CHOP to be so committed to this uh, CRSB platform? Yeah, well, I mean, part of it was people are looking for, um, people want to know where their food comes from. So we, we've done a lot of research that has told us that um, people are looking for Canadian beef, right? They want to know that it comes from Canada. They want to know that it's fresh. And then the, the attribute that's quickly rising um, to the top of their importance level is, is it sustainable? Do, you know, can I, can I enjoy this meal knowing that, I'm doing a little bit of good to to support our environment, our country, our planet, all that kind of stuff. So, and then, you know, just for me and, and for CHOP, you know, on, on a personal level, same thing. Like, you know, I want to make sure that my business is, is looking after the environment. So. Yeah. And, you know, as the executive chef, um, I'm sure you're getting out to a lot of the different locations uh, for chop, and you know, as you walk around, and you have conversations with some of the patrons. Are are these the kind of things that they you know they're, they're telling you that 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 is important to them? That it's it's not obviously taste is critical. Like you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna. You can tell me any story you want, but if the steak doesn't taste good, I'm, I don't care. I'm not coming back. But it, 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 we know that it chopped the steak is uh, always cooked fantastic. Um, but are these the kind of things you're hearing from some of the the people walking into some of the steakhouses? Uh, I'd, I'd say that's probably the number one question that we get asked now is, is where does your steak come from? And of, of course, you know, I would love to say it comes from this ranch in the, you know, this, this corner of Alberta or Saskatchewan or whatever. Um, but, but we're, we're a big organization. And so we have to draw from, you know, all of the many farms across the country. Um, and that's why we need an organization like the CRSB to help us ensure that they're all, you know, doing their part to manage, um, you know, water and feed and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm interested in what that conversation is like because you've got to really, you you got to jump out of some of the lingo, right? And you got to kind <laughs> of put it in sort of plain English. Okay, here's what these ranchers are doing. Here's what some mm-hmm. of these feed yards are doing. 
And here's why it's important to them and why it's important to us. You, you really, and, and be like, it's sort of like the elevator pitch, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't take 15 minutes to do that uh, at the same time. So you, you're like that front line talking to the, to the consumers. Absolutely. And that, that was one of the things that was most important um, to get right with our teams is when we rolled this out, we need to, we need to really explain to the servers that we're talking to our guests what the heck mass balance means what does sustainability mean right um you know what why why is it only 30 percent? can't we do better than that um all of those kind of weird nuances we need to make sure we explain that properly so that um so that we get the maximum amount of buy-in from our team because if it's not genuine table side then what's the point yeah yeah good point it has to be genuine for sure so when is all this uh, starting and rolling out so the menu went live on uh, Thursday, actually, hmm. um, and uh, we, we've actually been we've been really eager to roll this out. This has been your Real Agriculture update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agro weather forecast on the Source six twenty CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, sunny sky, wind southeast 50, gusting to 70, the high 32 degrees. 30% chance of showers overnight with risk of a thunderstorm, the low 19. Wednesday, sunny, wind west 40, gusting to 60, the high 26. Tomorrow, the low 12. Thursday, sunny, windy, the high 20, the low 10. Friday, partly cloudy, the high 20, the low 10. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 25, the low 13. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 22, the low 11. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 22. Normal high for this date is 23. The normal low is 9. The sun rose at 4.46 this morning. It sets at 9.12 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot for a second day in a row is leader. Today it's 34, 2 degrees hotter than yesterday. The cold spot up north, Buffalo Narrows, again the cold spot for the second day in a row. It's at 20. Estevan is 26, Saskatoon 30, Swift Current 32. Weyburn 26, Yorkton is 27. Regina partly cloudy and 28, that's 82 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 42, gusting to 63. Humidity is 40%, the barometer dropping 101.5. Sunny and Moose Jaw 29, winds are from the south-southeast 55, gusting to 72. And once again, Regina partly cloudy and 28, that's 82 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. 
Canola Counts is a program that encourages farmers and agronomists to check out canola stands at the two to four leaf stage. The Canola Council of Canada calls it a science project for everyone. Jason Castleman is the Canola Council of Canada's agronomy specialist in the Peace River region. It's a canolacounts.ca is the website that you can go to. And uh, while you're out in the field checking your doing your scouting, checking plant stand and, and counting canola plants, you can enter the um, what you're seeing on canolacounts.ca and uh, and have that uh, as a record of, of the canola counts for the field that you're in. Castleman explains the purpose. Information is useful in that it helps us to uh, establish an, uh, an idea of what is what is the actual plant stand count that canola growers are, are getting in their field. The Canola Council does make a recommendation for at least five to eight plants per square foot. And what we're trying to find out is how close growers are getting to that five to eight plants per square foot and see for themselves what their actual plant establishment was and have a chance to look at that field. Castleman expects great variability. Yeah, and that's the idea. So if we can record that uh, uh, location of where those those fields are, we will be able to establish a a map based on township, not uh, you know, not by individual grower by any means, but by the township information for the canola counts, and give give growers an idea of what the uh, uh, plant counts are for uh, across Western Canada, and so we'll be able to uh, to provide some maps, and also uh, as growers are checking a number of their fields and, and seeing how well they're doing across uh, the farm they can determine if they were successful in, in getting that five to eight plants per square foot. And, and like you said, if there was conditions that were ideal, then then hopefully their, their plant establishment was good. And, and maybe on some of those tougher conditions, if it was a little drier or, or under seeding under less than ideal conditions, um, determine on what that effect had on their plant establishment. Castleman describes how to do a plant count. Basically, the idea is to get out into the field and I personally use a, uh, a hoop that I know the uh, area of. So if I've got a hoop that measures uh, two square feet, I um, use that to kind of just toss it around the field, try to hit uh, as many different spots as I can. Five or six spots in, in a field is going to be a pretty good idea. And the idea with the hoop is it does introduce that randomness of, of doing the counts where I'm not attracted to the, to the poorest areas or the best areas of the field. It's a random count. And so throwing that hoop and then counting the number of plants in that uh, uh, in that hoop area and then figuring out what my plants per square foot is. And it um, gives me an idea of what making sure that I'm not counting also uh, volunteers and uh, that it is the plants that uh, that we had seeded that year. So it's, it's a uh, and also the size of them too. two to four leaf stages is, is the um, size that we would recommend growers to be uh, doing those uh, those plant counts at. Castleman says a similar project will be undertaken this fall. Exactly. So in the fall, what we wanted to see is we know what we had in the spring. So we've got that uh, count from, from that two to four leaf stage. And then at harvest time, we can count stubble, count stems, and see what did we end up with for a final plant stand at harvest time. So we know that we possibly could lose a few of those plants over the growing season but what did we end up with at the end of the year to to how well we were doing in the spring or or kind of what it took to to get us there. 
Castleman says there can be several readings per field. It would be an average for for the field if possible. Uh, if it is something that's totally different, the, you can submit multiple multiple counts. Uh, the tool, canolacounts.ca tool, does have a uh, um, an auto locate feature, so it will give you your uh, uh, your legal land location for the uh, field that you're in, and you can put in an average for the field. And if you had a couple of spots that were a little bit different, you could uh, name them different parts of that field as well. So it does have a feature of putting in your name, the field name, and the land location of, of where you're at. Because if you do put in your email address as well, you will get a summary uh, email sent back to you with your uh, information that you did submit. So then in the fall, when you want to go back to that field, you do have a record of in your email file of, of what you had submitted and, and you can compare the information can be sent by cell phone in the field. It's uh, canolaaccounts.ca. Just pull up the website on your phone, and um, it's kind of a fun thing to do. You can keep track of uh, uh, what you're doing in the field. It's while you're scouting. It's uh, just a couple of steps to enter in some information. And we've actually got a few prizes that are, uh, you know, for people who do put in their, uh, their information that uh, at the end of the season they will be some prizes. Jason Castleman is a Canola Council of Canada agronomy specialist. The website to remember is canolacounts.ca. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment is br- of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And SMHI, landowners, SMHI provides continuous coverage at cost. Contact your RM office today. Municipal Hale, farmers insuring farmers. The Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association holds its annual meeting in a virtual format starting at 1.30 this afternoon. General Manager Chad McPherson says there will be two key presentations, including a market outlook and a look at the impact on the beef industry from COVID-19. McPherson says resolutions will discuss such issues as orphan oil wells, prairie dogs, dealer bonding levels, intensive livestock permits, and carbon protocols. There's no charge for those who register on the Stock Growers website. He expects about 100 producers to participate. Winnipeg-based Richardson Pioneer has outlined plans to build a high-throughput grain elevator at Carmichael, about 65 kilometers west of Swift Current. Construction began earlier this month and is expected to be completed in the fall of 2022. The new elevator will include 46,000 tons of storage capacity with a loop track rail design capable of loading 175 huge cube rail cars. The facility will feature high-speed receiving and loadout with a high-capacity grain cleaner. Immediately following completion of the new elevator, Richardson will build crop input assets, including a high-speed fertilizer blender with storage and a 10,000-foot warehouse. These will be fully operational by fall 2023. The federal government is providing $1.1 million to help reduce risk from extreme weather events in Manitoba. The money is going to the Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association to develop a new weather forecasting tool to help farmers better understand flooding and drought events within the Assiniboine River Basin. The Manitoba Association will create a web-based tool to provide seven-day forward-looking forecasts for soil moisture, 
groundwater and surface water flow. Farmers can use this real-time information to adopt better risk management strategies and inform decisions about their operations in the face of extreme weather. The new interactive tool will also show how soil and landscape management could influence moisture and water conditions over the seven-day interval with the goal of encouraging beneficial management practices. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were showing some upward movement during the past week. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie says rising live cattle futures help boost the feeder market. Well, when we look at the feeder steer prices, they were mixed across the reported weight categories when compared to prices reported the previous week. So prices range from $241.25 per hundred weight for the 400 to 500 pound weight category to $183.41 per hundred weight for the 800 to 900 pound weight category. We did see a large price increase for the 500 to 600 pound weight category with prices going up $9.67 per hundred weight to end the week averaging $236.67 per hundred weight. The only price decrease we saw for this year's was in the 600 to 700 pound weight category. They went down 30 cents per hundred weight to end the week averaging $211.20. When we look at the feeder heifers, they were mainly higher across the reported weight categories. And so prices ranged anywhere from $203.17 per hundred weight for the 400 to 500 pound weight category to $160.38 per hundred weight for the 800 plus pound weight category. The largest price increase we saw there was in the 400 to 500 pound weight category. Those prices went up $3.42 per hundred weight. The only price decrease we saw in the heifer story was in the 500 to 600 pound weight category. Those girls went down 83 cents per hundred weight to end the week averaging $192.67 per hundred weight. That's acting provincial cattle specialist Natasha Wilkie. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were showing downward movement. Canola fell 380 at 696.37. One red spring wheat went down 338 at 304.91. The rest unchanged. Durham 317.83. Feed barley 264.65. Flax 701.94. Lentils 749. Oats 206.53. Yellow peas 337.76. And feed wheat 238.84. On Minneapolis, spring wheat fell five and three quarters cents at seven forty three quarters cents a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of June 15th. Our last regular sale was on June the 9th. The market on butcher cattle has been holding steady. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.92 cents to $1.06. D3 cows sold from $0.82 cents to $0.92. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.62 cents to $0.72. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.15 to $1.30. We didn't have enough steers in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation, but we did have a few heifers. 700 to 800 pound heifers averaged $1.55 and sold up to $1.64. 
800 to 900 pound heifers averaged $1.43 and sold it to $1.53. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And we have no new quotes for Saskatchewan pork prices. Yesterday's Brandon Moose Jaw plant price, two fifty two zero three per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. Raven Industries has announced Ontario-based Haggerty Agrobotics has purchased a second Omnipower platform. Haggerty Creek is an established company delivering grain and crop input leads for farmers in Ontario. Last year, Haggerty bought its first Omnipower and this year purchased OmniDrive to help farmers with operational challenges. The growing demand for driverless agriculture technology as a solution to labor shortages pushed Haggerty to form Agrorobotics. Now Haggerty is one of the first customers to implement a fleet of autonomous farm machines. Raven Industries purchased the robotic farm equipment from Emerald Park-based Dot Industries, owned by the Bojo family, which also has the Seedmaster line of farm equipment. The nomination period for director positions with five Saskatchewan crop commissions is now open. The commission seeking nominations include the Saskatchewan Barley Development Commission, Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission, Saskatchewan Pulse Growers, Saskatchewan Mustard Development Commission, and Saskatchewan Winter Cereals Development Commission. Sask Barley is seeking nominations for three of six directors. Sask Wheat is looking for nominees for four of seven directors. Eligible nominees must be registered producers who has had barley or wheat checkoff deducted since August 2019 and not requested a refund in the past year. Pulse Growers is seeking nominations for three of nine directors. Sask Mustard is looking for one of six directors, and Winter Cereals has three of five director positions open. The deadline for nomination, September 3rd. On the markets, the TSX is up 79 points at 20,237. The Dow has fallen 121 points at 34,272. Oil is up $1.13 at 72.01 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is down 32 hundredths of a cent at 81.99 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.